you know, I don't think I want a house anymore. It sounds so fun, though, living by yourself. You don't want a free baby? Welcome to Reshoot Amateurs No Suits. Too many movies to explore. Ruthie, Hector, and Ed laugh until the end. Let's see something never done before. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Reshoot, an amateur's guide to good or film. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, uh, today. Today, we watched Vivarium. Does anyone uh, give direct- names? Directed by L- Lorcan Finnegan. Written Hello, by I'm Garrett Lord. Shanley. I'm Garrett. Starring I'm... <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. Wait, wait, can I be Imogen? I, I like the name Poots. Can I, can I be Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. yeah, I can be the yeah. baby. You can... <laughs> <laughs> Ed, Ed is boy. boy. Ed is boy, yeah. You gotta do it with the Kratos voice. It'd be, it'd be boy. green boy. Anyway, <laughs> Vivarium. It throws a mess. Vivarium. Are we gonna give her real Movie. names or no? <laughs> hmm? Are you gonna get for real names or no? Real names? What do you mean? Like we didn't introduce ourselves with our names. Well, who? We don't need to. Everyone knows by now. I'm well, Ed. Listen, a new listener. Ed. Yeah, if you're yeah, a new yeah. listener, my name is Eduardo. We're Ed. Pick one. I am Ruthie. I'm Image and Poots. I'm Hector. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hector. Yeah. And just just to make it easier, so today we are or we watched Vivarium, directed by Lorcan Finnegan. Written by Garrett Shanley, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. She's got a fun last name. It's fun. Yeah, it is a fun last name. All right, so since I picked this movie, and I've never seen it before until now, uh, I'll do the quick synopsis. New listeners, yes, this is a very spoiler-heavy podcast. Get out if you don't want to know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, movie starts off with a scene of... uh, how the bird, the cuckoo, uh, reproduces, which is a very parasitic way, where the cuckoo lays an egg in a foreign nest of a specific other bird. I don't remember. Is it a, is it another specific kind of bird? I thought it, it was just any bird. It's any bird, apparently. Oh, yeah. God. Anyways, when the when the baby cuckoo hatches from the egg, it instinctively pushes out the other eggs or baby birds from the nest to fall to their death. And then the other bird, because this other bird is stupid, starts feeding the cuckoo baby, which is usually much bigger than the parent bird, Foster. Anyways, it starts off with that scene. It's important later. And then we got to a scene of Imogen Poots, who plays, what are their names in the movie? Gemma. Gemma and Tom. Yeah. So we have Gemma. Uh, played by Imogen Poots, who is an ele- elementary school teacher. And uh, we also get to meet Tom, her boyfriend, long term, I think. I think like two years or something. I don't know. Anyways, her long boyfriend. Enough, yeah. Long enough that they're looking for a house. You get that in some exposition dialogue right away. And then they go to, uh, uh, so Tom and Gemma go to a, a re- real estate office kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a kind of thing and the guy that greets them is very strange like he's acting pretending to be human basically and he imitates Gemma's voice almost exactly anyways they go there and he tells them oh you can look at our houses our development our suburbia kind of thing and they follow the dude to this neighborhood of like an endless sea of identical green houses with your kind of perfect kind of 50s 60s looking lawn kind of stuff like that and they tour this house with him and eventually the guy just like vanishes leaves in the car and just leaves them alone and then tom and Gemma try to leave this maze of suburbia and they are unable to and their car runs out of gas and they go into the house that they cannot escape because they keep running into number nine they go inside and spend the night and i think the very next day they get a box of like supplies and the baby in the mail uh no they have one day then they then jesse lights or tom lights the house on fire they sleep on the sidewalk and then they wake up with the baby 
and then they wake up yeah and the house is yeah the house is back to normal and then they have a baby in a cardboard box in the middle of the street as you do as you do oh yeah so there's no neighbors anywhere no no they can't find anybody and they grab the baby and inside the box it says raise the baby and you will be released or something along those lines so they do and in 98 days this baby is already like 10 years old it was like it was like five Hmm? I'm so bad at guessing kid ages. I, I, no, he he was like eight. He was yeah, like, he like eight or so. He was like he eight was, or ten. He's a he's a child, not a he toddler. Was, he, he's younger a, than ten. Perhaps. Ten is a fifth grader. That's a kid that knows how to multiply. The kid that was in the show or in the movie, he like, I would be surprised if he could spell his name if to they be, gave him a name. To be fair, they they weren't really trying to teach him. They just well, kind of just yeah, hated him. But, yeah, Anyways. I know, I know, I know. But either way, he's like a child, not a toddler, not a teenager, a child in ninety-eight days. And uh, they're not very happy having this babe, this child that they're raising, who's they're doing a terrible job at, and the kid is just extremely weird. But what? Oh no 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 no! Like they. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's Ruthie right. They, they... Ruthie was flipping off to show the. Thing. Yeah, yeah that's right. There's a scene where uh, Tom and Gemma are like waking up in the morning, and the kid's there, and then they both flip him off, and then the kid flips him off, <laughs> and eventually. Tom decides to start digging a hole. Well, you got to explain why he starts digging a hole. I don't remember why. Because <laughs> he, he flicked, flicked a cigarette, cigarette and then the grass. Oh, yeah, he flicked the cigarette like... and the grass around it immediately died. Like immediately and, around. And it, it just left dirt. Mm-hmm. And it just left dirt. And so he started digging. And that's, that's, yeah. And Imogen is, or Gemma is having a really hard time being a single mother at this point. <laughs> they even come to the, to a point in the movie where they lock the kid in the car, trying to kill him, I guess. Well, that because they're sick and tired to. of him. Tom and tries then, to, and, and then, then they let him just, out. Yeah. Eventually, at one point, Tom, while digging the hole, starts hearing people or noises or something, some weird noises, like under him, and that gets him to start digging more and more. And this is what basically he does for a lot of the movie, while Gemma's like dealing with the kid. Eventually, the kid is now a young man, and Tom is still digging the hole. He's gotten like 20, 30 feet in or more. And the young man leaves the house every now and again to go somewhere. And Gemma tries to follow him at one point, but he doesn't seem to follow the laws of physics. Anyways, eventually, Tom finds a body in the hole, literally, in a body bag. He doesn't relay this information to anybody. They get locked out of the house from young man. Because he's grown older by that point. Because he's grown older by then. And uh, Tom eventually dies from being sick and not getting into the house and the young boy or the young man not helping him, the adult now. And the their son brings a body bag, puts him in there, and throws him down the hole that he was digging. This does not sit well with Gemma and... Eventually, she's sleeping in the car at one point, waiting for the boy to leave the house. He does. Gemma comes up behind him, hits him with the pickaxe, to which he responds to hissing at her and then lifting up the sidewalk and crawling in. Like a blanket fort. Like a blanket fort, where Gemma eventually goes in and it's this weird, like, what are those impossible, like, paintings like the it's like the stairs going different the, ways mc escher yeah mc escher yeah. yeah. that kind of stuff in here and she kind of falls into this place where instead of green it's uh i think it's like blue or red blue? it was red it was red like the broad first one. red like yeah everything. oh yeah the first everything's like in the red was... this red thing and then he's she sees a young boy dressed exactly as uh their young boy and she hears a woman sobbing and she walks over to, to the dinner table and she sees a woman there crying in this like same exact house. It's just red. And then she falls to the floor into what I think is a uh, purple or blue. Uh, blue. It's a uh, green, red, blue. Like no, it was yeah. red, green. Blue. Oh, I, those three colors specifically. I just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Blue, blue into a blue room where there's uh, some people. Um, no, the dude. It was the just dude. one dude who slid his throat yeah, or slid his wrist. Yeah. I He's thought it was I thought it was the couple first and then No, the it was the couple. the the couple was the green and then it's the red and then it's the blue. There's one more in between the 
slitting wrist. It wasn't important. Point being, well, the green is the the two people. Yeah. Anyways, yes. Yeah. yeah. He, she falls to the floor into another one of a couple, you know, doing the dirty with the boy watching, clapping, uh, and then she falls through the through the wall and is in the bathroom and she sees a man in uh, the bathtub who has uh, slit his wrists and is dead. And then she falls to the floor again and she's back in the greenhouse. And I'm not quite remembering how she dies. She just gets exhausted. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, she does... basically starves to death, basically, because she's the... not allowed in. She doesn't eat. But yeah, no, she she's, just... she's allowed in by that point. Yeah. Um, and when oh. you say the greenhouse, you're referring to like the Her house original. she started. Yeah, the original. Not, like, the original. Filter. It's, I'm pretty sure it was like a dimensional creature, too, because it was like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a mind. scene where the where Gemma asked the boy where he was when he was younger, and he has this weird like pouch in his neck to make a noise. Like a frog. Like a frog. I forgot about that scene. And then she's in the greenhouse. She gets exhausted and uh, dies. And then the boy again puts her in a body bag, throws her down the hole, and then he digs, uh, fills in the hole again in which to when he finishes, the grass grows back immediately. He gets into Gemma and Tom's car, goes back to the real estate place where they were, which is probably like four or five months or six months later. If we're assuming time. time is the same. Yeah, about six, seven months later. And the man that was there is now extremely old and frail. So much so that, that the boy shows up and the man dies. And then the boy or the, the young man puts him in a body bag, rolls him up, <laughs> and puts him in a, in a filing cabinet. That's and then also he sits a shoot. Down, yeah. What? Oh, uh, that's also a shoot. You can hear like a shoot. bit of a shoot noise. Like, yeah, kind of thing. probably a shoot. And then he sits that back down in the chair. Another couple walks in looking for a house. He stands up and the movie ends. Ooh. So yeah, this movie was weird. Yeah. Very weird. I liked it, however, to a, to a degree. Things I liked was the mystery of it all and uh, the, the mimicry of the cuckoo's parasitic life and the, boy, the baby's parasitic life cycle. It seems that it's the same as the cuckoo. I like the idea of suburbia and how boring it is <laughs> and like these new developments with uh, cookie cutter houses and all of that and how, yeah, how lonely it is because they had no neighbors and all of that. It's pretty cool. Uh, I like Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots as actors. Jesse Eisenberg needs to stop getting typecast in. What do you mean typecast? Lex Luthor is very different than Tom. I know, I know. But like, it's just when he's in good movies, he's the nerd. Anyways, um, <laughs> he wasn't a nerd in this one. Yeah, I know, no, if anything, I know. he was the he was almost the jock boyfriend because he was like, yeah, not smart. And... Well, he, yeah, he was the handyman at the school. Yeah, not, like, not smart because he wasn't the handyman. Just he made a lot of weird decisions. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Tanders aren't smart. Yeah, he's smart. just he's just he's just you know. Well, you well, out of he's... the pair, like she's the teacher. I don't know. I mean, you can. Yeah, it's. He's just a he's just a bit of a not nice person sometimes. It's very nice to Gemma, though. Anyways, the boy is super, super weird, but I liked it because... Okay, no, I didn't like all of it. I hated the woof-woof and the screaming so much. That was but on that, purpose, that, though. That, yeah, that's a feature, not a bug. I hated it, though, because it was so annoying, and it like gets the point across of what they're, what they're dealing with and why they almost drive to kill him at one point. But yeah, it makes sense. I, I liked how weird it was. And the the whole, like, going into different dimensions thing, how this is happening simultaneously to several other people, was crazy as hell. Brain-ass movie. Not where I thought it was going at all. What I disliked. <laughs> Basically, where the movie went. I wish it would have went a different direction, which I will get into. Because I'm not sure what the theme of the movie is. The director did talk about it, and I, I know the, the director did talk about it. I did actually do some research on this. I forgot what the director said, but he said it was something about like it was it was mostly about suburbia and living under like a capitalistic society and all that. I, I remember yeah. what he said. Yeah, I, some some yeah, I remember something like that. Right. I wish he would have gone more with the suburbia theme, and also what I thought the movie was going to be more about is the kind of like 
what's next kind of trap that a lot of people oh, I don't want to call it a trap but then what's next kind of mentality that a lot of people get into loop loop what yeah it's like, it's like a it's like a loop you yeah it's like a loop like you graduate high school you go to college you start a job or start working whatever and then once you graduate you get a job whatever you find someone you get married buy a house what's next baby what's next kind of thing like where people get into this cycle of like what their parents did before them or what is expected by society. And I thought that's what, where this was going, where they both had a steady jobs, both doing, they're both together for decently long time enough that they're looking for a house because that's what's next on the plan kind of thing. What's next. And I would keep the same like suburbia theme and like being trapped there, but I don't think I would put it in such a of like a horror thing. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. It's it's hard to do it with what what I what I would have preferred the direction of it going without changing basically the entire movie. Well, what do you think? That's the point of the podcast. I know, I know, but I don't want to change the entire thing. Like, I would keep. Okay, yeah, whatever. I would keep. (laughs) I would keep the whole like no neighbors being trapped, but they don't they don't try to get out because that's what that's what was next. That's like and I want that to be kind of like a thing that they say, oh, like what's next? Kind of thing. Oh, we get a house. What's next? Oh, we have a baby. Maybe the baby gets delivered. I don't know. And then they, they raise the kid and I wouldn't I wouldn't have Tom and Gemma die though I would like they raise the kid and then the again grow up super fast are they happier raising the kid or is it the same thing they're not happy but they're not tortured raising the kid okay so like like they're just they're just like doing it right just doing just going through yeah just going through the motions kind of thing and and they they, like when the baby gets delivered they're, they're not fully on board with it at first, but then they eventually just like devolve into going through the motions, kind of thing. Like this might as well happen. If yeah, this might as well happen, kind of thing. And the boy is much more manageable, not as not as weird and crazy, not enough where they try to kill him or whatever. Yeah, it'd be much much more grounded. And it's already a short movie, but anyways, like they just raise the kid, turns to a young man, and then he just leaves one day. Says he says he has a job or something. He just leaves. And then I would have the movie just kind of them sitting down at the dinner table and just look at each other and say, what's next? What now? And maybe they die then because that's what happens. You raise a kid and then you die. <laughs> and that's that's where I thought the movie was going. And that's where I would have liked it to go because that's the thing that I uh, have had some thoughts about. The whole like cycle of the same thing happening generation after generation and i'm almost 28 and still single <laughs> and don't have a house i mean i don't have a house either yeah well you have your own place i don't <laughs> yet yeah yet saving money for that but yeah i like the movie how it was it was really creepy and really weird and i enjoy that kind of stuff but I think it would have worked better if it wasn't as weird and it was more of instead of this weird cuckoo thing, just more of like suburban life and yeah, living in a capitalistic kind of society kind of thing. And maybe culture consumerism. Yeah. And maybe they, they don't, this stuff doesn't get delivered to them. They like, maybe the phones only open up to a certain app where they order what they want. Amazon delivery. Let's go. Or like they have to go scavenge <laughs> in the empty houses. No, I, I like the more well they uh, could, but I like the more of just like the Amazon kind of society we are going into. Everything gets delivered now, especially with what's going on in the world. But that just ex- exacerbated the problem. Still, uh yeah, it, that, that would have been a nice little subtle theme on it. I don't know. I think it would have it would have worked better as kind of like the direction our society is going and the cycle that a lot of people get into 
of what's next in life where it can be whatever you want you don't you don't have to get married you don't have to buy a house you can stay renting you don't have to have a baby you can have a cat you can have a cat like the one who's been jingling the curtains this entire episode so far <laughs> and now he's gone for the toy yeah i don't know yeah but i the- think Go I think on. I like your version better as like a movie to watch during quarantine because like watching Vivarium, <laughs> it's very different when you're actually in a pandemic. And I, I can kind of say that I watched it. I didn't actually watch the movie. I watched like a video essay on YouTube about it before we watched this but movie. But way before we watched this movie. How, how like do we, a year to go. How do you pronounce it? Because I said Vivarium. Is it Vivarium? Vivarium? Yeah. Okay. Like Vibrant or like. I, I was a Vivarium also. I don't think it matters. Or Vivarium. I don't know. I Vivarium, Vivarium. I so one. don't care about phonics. I, <laughs> yeah. I almost failed phonics in third or fourth grade. I had to cheat near the end of, I had to cheat near the end to survive. Yo, knowing two languages makes it so much harder. For yeah, English no. especially. Also, like when I, I transferred <sighs> schools when they were teaching it, so they already knew it and they weren't really, <laughs> they weren't really explaining it well to me, so I had to cheat. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what are you going to do about it now, Mrs. Weber and Mrs. Winans? You can't stop me. You want to know the ironic thing about my learning phonics? What? My grandmother specifically, like, before I started school, she, she supposedly taught me phonics. So that, because she never got taught phonics and it, she struggled with it. And she's like, I taught it to you so you would know. And I didn't remember any of it. <laughs> Poor grandma. Sorry, grandma. Anything else? No, wanna... that's, that's pretty much it. Basically, okay. that's what I would yeah. change. I uh, I don't I don't no, know if you I, want I really me to like... go into more detail, but I mean, I just do you had want a rough to, outline. Or... I just had a rough outline more than okay. That's fine. I mean, specific details outline, because it was again changing the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's allowed. That that's that's yeah. the podcast. And maybe maybe yeah maybe still like have the whole ending scene of you know the young man going there and rolling him up, rolling up the old guy. Cause and maybe keep because it's still kind of a cuckoo parasitic life thing. Just don't kill Tom and Gemma. Do you keep the alternate dimension shit or no? No, because they well no because they would be more it would willing. Be a different, it would be a different kind of horror from what Ed's telling fair us. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's it's okay. less of like it's, traditional I'm, horror. It's almost I like feel existential. Like, I, I don't know. I feel. Yeah. I like. What yes, exactly that existential horror, like no. dread. That like all mid twenties, late twenties go through. I get what <laughs> you're like, going. Where, where's my life going? I get what you're going with with the whole like keeping him rolling up the old man. It's like okay, now the cycle keeps going. Yeah, I get the cycle that. Keeps going. But I feel like if I feel like if you put him in the body bag, that'd be a bit more make a bit more sense. Put who in the body bag? Put the old man in the body bag. Yeah, he did. But yeah. I think if you roll him up, then it's gonna ask like, wait, how's that guy able to roll him up? There's been no hint of him being an alien. So I think mm. if you just if you just put him in in the body bag and maybe there's like a suit. Well, there's like, a door right behind the. Body yes, but don't roll. Oh, but, yeah, but don't roll him up. Is what I'm oh, saying. don't roll oh, him that, up. That, just like throw him into the other room. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the door is just a chute, and he just throws him down the chute. Yes. Shoot. Yeah. Like a yeah, like a longer yeah. chute. It's a people chute. It's a people chute. Yeah, and then he just sits back down, and the cycle repeats, and it's still a parasitic life form, like the cuckoo. Yes. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. I don't know if I would say they're aliens. Like in the original movie or in your In version? the original movie, even. I don't know. I think it's just more of... His name's Martin. The dirt in the other place is red. <laughs> yeah, like Martin, Martian. Martian. Yeah, no. Okay. They're no, aliens, it's whatever. <laughs> well, it's an alternate dimension. I yeah, think it's like, it's yeah, like, it's like they're a... obviously not human. They're, yeah, they're, they're telegraphing. There's some kind of not human thing. It's Indiana Jones 4 rules with the aliens. It's dimension. <laughs> it's dimensions, which I fucking yeah. hate saying. Dimensions. Wait, is that how that was for the aliens in Indiana, Indiana 4? We should yes, do they Indiana were... Jones 4 at some point. That would be fun. We can do it right before Indiana Jones 5 comes out. Hell yeah. It was dimensions? It was dimensions, yes, because everyone's like, where are they going? The dimension between dimensions. Oh. What? And then it ends. Just <laughs> I just I just ends. I just think it's kind of weird. I just thought it was kind of weird how like Indiana Jones had like the Holy Grail and like Jesus and God were real in that. And then they have aliens. Well, to be fair, to be fair, two was about like a literal magical cult. 
So four being aliens wasn't as far-fetched. If you think of it as every odd movie is religion, every even number movie is something else. Because one, one was the Holy three, Grail, three two, was... Four. Okay, I'll raise you this. In Prometheus, the original version, Ridley Scott had Jesus being one of the engineer aliens. Would he look like an engineer? Yes. I think that was the implication. So Jesus was handsome Squidward is what I'm hearing. Yep. Because let's be honest, those aliens look like handsome Squidward. He would probably look like Rosie yeah, when he I, did the handsome Squidward filter. Yeah. Pr- Prometheus, Prometheus got like the worst treatment because Ridley Scott was like, this isn't aliens, but it kind of is. And the studio was like, make it aliens. I didn't think Prometheus that much. No, it would have been better if Ridley Scott had more freedom to not make it an aliens movie aliens like origin movie vivarium likes i like the great acting and the kid was especially good at it you know kid actors are hard like it's hard to get a kid to kid actors literally only ever hit or miss there's no in between yeah there's no like okay they, they they're either really good or really bad <laughs> <laughs> go hard or go home. Yeah. And this kid went hard mm-hmm. while being in a home. So... <laughs> also, the atmosphere of the whole movie was really good. A little too good. No, like, yeah, but like, there's an interesting thing. Like, there's points where you can tell the movie's obviously filmed in a studio, and like, the CGI isn't that be- the best, but it's on purpose. Like, they ex- use the fakeness of it to really sell you more on like this isn't right and make it more unsettling that's really good i don't see a lot of i don't see a lot of movies do it that well do bad cgi to enhance the movie well it wasn't bad cgi but it was obviously like yeah it's it's not top they were they were going for the uncanny value yeah yeah it was it's again it's a feature yes and especially even with the practical even with the practical settings like the house is like oh these are obviously sets but it works yeah also, the practical effects, speed effects, the one with the kid when he had this, like, what did the other guy say? And then his throat just inflates, like, oh. yeah, that was good. One other thing I liked, another thing I liked that you guys did, touch, Ed, you did touch upon was the kid reflects the parents. And Ruthie did too. The kid, yeah, when you did the joke about them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed he keeps reflecting every bad thing the parents do or say to him. And that's kind of how it is. It can't be in real life, you know? Although in this case, it was a lot more direct and blunt. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it, no, it's a good thing that I don't think a lot of people remember or realize when they're raising. Like I've worked with kids and it's like, my God, if I said one bad thing to them or if any of the staff said one yeah. bad thing to them, God, they remember and they will throw it back. Lead by example. Because a lot of people raise as do as I say, not as I do, but you just do. Yeah. That was what my mom said when she was teaching me driving. <laughs> I love you, mom. She might listen to this. <laughs> lead by um, and they did not lead with a good example on this kid. Okay, so my dislikes and fixes. Wait, wait, was that your that list of likes seems so short? I mean, there's some that kind of come in and out. I, I kind of mix it up a bit more. Okay. I mean, I think that this movie was very uh it's short yeah it's short and very very condensed in like the things it's trying to do so there's not a lot of like nitpicky things to do really Fair. in my opinion it's so it's so like one track kind of thing which i like okay so here's the problem i have with this movie it has like it tries to have like a point or theme or whatever but some of the actions that they do either conflict or don't really connect to its full potential it's like one thing is the cuckoo. What does the cuckoo do? It's a parasitic life cycle. What does it do specifically? I want you to give me the details. Lays an egg in a foreign nest. And it the, kill, the, the baby kills it, another, the original Kills baby. the other babies, yeah. Yep, keep that in mind. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Lady murder. <laughs> anyway, so part of this, it feels like the movie does two different things because it tries to use this whole parasite thing of like oh look this baby is consumerism i guess because according to word of god which is you know the creator the director yeah it was like oh this if i remember correctly it's like this is this house and family dream is kind of pointless like ed was saying because once you get it then what but some of the actions don't really show that so here's what you do you fix 
Gemma and Tom are wanting to buy a house mainly because Gemma's already pregnant and they want to raise the baby in a good Ed's like what hmm, interesting and Ruthie eyebrows raised a little like hmm she's six months pregnant you know they want to get a house before the baby comes they want the baby to grow up in a nice place to run and be happy if she's already six months pregnant though she's fucked they gotta move in anyway, sorry when do, you, when do you start showing uh as soon as three months it really depends on the person mm. we've known a lot of pregnant people <laughs> anyway so they move into this neighborhood martin introduce them to martin also works at the school as maybe another janitor as a janitor maybe maybe he's a teacher's aide maybe he's a teacher's aide but he he knows them maybe he's friends with Gemma, right so they move into the neighborhood and meet a couple of neighbors they all have like they're all about to have kids or they all have smaller children like maybe a year right some of the kids look similar but they're not like too similar at this point in time like is it the kind of thing you would like that would make the audience suspect oh it's the milkman's baby yes so they start to leave because my issue is with this whole movie is it's one it's two people raising one guy but it seems like there's only one so this is just a cycle of one again and again and again and again in each dimension that makes that's a little confusing I, it, it just seems like, what's the point? Because according to the director, they're only trying to survive. But that seems like a really roundabout, two-wicks, convoluted way of trying to survive as a species. Also, what happens when they do actually, like what when a couple actually succeeds in killing a baby? You're telling me nobody's ever killed a baby? Seems they have enough. Well, if one dies, it doesn't really matter too much. But the implication, though, point, is that it's one at a time. Yeah, so that's the thing. So... This is going to seem a little insensitive, but this is the only way I could kind of think of this. They start to leave one night. from the, the After they move in, they're going to go out to dinner to bring some dinner and celebrate. They're about to leave. They turn on the car, and the radio says that there's a pandemic. It's getting really bad all of a sudden. Like, maybe it's a chemical leak or some shit. You all have to stay home. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So we're going to give you food that's been safe from the chemical or whatever. Amateurs. <laughs> Pandemic? First time? <laughs> we so, have to stay home for two years? First time. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of a, so within a few days, she's already having to give birth. Like, the, baby, the baby's been growing a little bit, but now it's like, oh no, I'm not pregnant. Husband, take me to the hospital screw the pan you know screw this they're gonna be going and i start and i take a bit of a picture from uh a bit of a thing from uh page from thank you from shape from uh that water movie we saw that ed liked here for wellness here for wellness thank you (laughs) and uh, (laughs) that's how much we didn't like and then they crash and they both get knocked out old man martin's there because he's a neighbor and uh, he does a home birth, and they named the and kid Martin. The babe. Sorry. They, no, no, no. They named the kid Martin as a way to thank him. So they start to notice weird things with the neighbors. Like the kids are looking a little too similar, and right around that time they keep disappearing. And they'll talk to the neighbors, and they're like, "Yeah," one be like, "Yeah, I suspect my wife of cheating or something." And then the baby, and then everyone just starts to disappear over time until it's just them. So then Martin gets older and then he's starting to have the same suspicions. Tom's starting to have the same suspicions of shit, she's been cheating on me with Martin, weird fuck. And uh, <laughs> at the same time, Martin seems to be their only neighbor, but he, it seems like he moved during the thing. Oh, uh, And now they can't get out. At this point, they can't get out. They try to leave and they can't get out. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to ask, huh, okay. Martin will visit once in a while. He'll keep talking to them and he'll give them the little martin gifts it's bringing more of a divide the whole thing happens i just kind of like the whole story although it feels like he'll spend a little too much time digging in that hole so maybe once he starts to get sick he doesn't because it seems really counterintuitive like i get the meaning behind it the fact that you work and work and work and you dig your own grave but i think if he just dug enough and he's like i can't do this anymore they then they're about to leave one day they're about to maybe leave the boy behind because like this isn't right i this is definitely not him and then they get a message one day saying from the boxing, raise the boy and then you can leave. 
So this whole story keeps happening and it, it basically ends the same way because I kind of like the whole story because by that point they're like, okay, they have a good talk when Tom's really sick and they realize shit. There's no way, like the time, maybe the timeline with Martin doesn't add up to her being pregnant with his kid. Martin's kid. Old man Martin's kid. What do you mean Tom's, it doesn't add up? Because maybe they met, maybe he was thinking, oh, Tom, Tom's thinking, oh, Martin and Gemma had a fling because remember they knew each other. But no, that doesn't add up. And just some other shit. Or maybe the, the, he just finally trusts her or something. So when Gemma, Gemma says, I'm not your mother, it has a whole new meaning. Because it's like she knows like she was starting to doubt herself maybe too for some reason just because of all the craziness of being locked inside. Gaslighting is a hell of a drug. And gaslighting. So then the movie just kind of plays out the same. I did kind of like the ending. I just wish there was a bit more explained to it. And then then it's impl- and then maybe when there, she's going through other dimensions, she notices some of her old neighbors. But then like as she tries to reach out to one, maybe she starts sinking into the floor. And, you know, yeah. Or you could even do like... Because the implication you're doing is that it was originally their baby and then the baby got switched, right? Yeah. Maybe she walks in on a baby switch. Maybe, yeah. Well, I, what I, honestly, I didn't want to say it out loud, but the hard implication was that Martin just killed the other baby and replaced, like. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to go. No, yeah, maybe, maybe she does, when she's doing the dimensional travel, she walks into a baby switching and that's when it finally yeah, I mean that's what we're th- yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, when you first said like keep in mind the cuckoo thing, I thought you were gonna do like you were about to like imply baby on baby violence. I keep thinking of that <laughs> one episode of South Park with crack baby basketball. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen South Park. So. <laughs> it's like the one of the three episodes I've seen. It's really stupid. Anyway, okay. but yeah, no, like uh, in the beginning of the movie, it's like the baby chick is the one who commits. The, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I I did, but I didn't want to like. It would make no sense for the baby but to still, do that. Still, so still, I still but, a parasitic life cycle. That's what I was yeah, going for. Yeah. At least it kept the parasitic, because the whole point was like the thing about him is like, okay, if it's a parasite, but the baby just comes from a box, so it doesn't feel as much of a parasite as much as like it's free just baby, a free baby and kidnapping and being forced. So I don't know. That was just my way of trying to make yeah. it a bit more creepy. Did we all like the ending, Ruthie? Ah. Oh. I I two, thought two it was okay. Three. I thought I know, okay. but we we both we both kept the original ending two for three. Oh no, I'd keep the original ending. Oh, okay, cool. Three for three. I just didn't like the movie as much. <laughs> Please tell us how. Okay, I'll start with what I like at least. <laughs> Neither of you guys mentioned the chemistry between uh, Imogen and Jesse, the 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 main characters. They both have a very realistic looking relationship like they get along together really well they have a good time uh even after some nice fights, banter they also. have really great banter but even after big fights they still exactly them. but the big fights are still there too and that's really important because like you see it even early on when they're in the real estate office tom is super weirded out he does not want to stay there like it's in his body language he's like right about to say like i want to go let's leave i'm outie whatever he was going to say but she's the one who interrupts and says, no, I want to see it. She knows how uncomfortable he is. It's impossible to not see, yeah. but she does it anyway. And there's a couple times where he does the same thing too. Well, they make the snap decision. So there's, there's like obviously cracks in their relationship, which kind of play out further down. I don't know. I just really liked the details in their relationship. I don't know how much of it was like the script or how much of it was the actors, but something struck right there and I liked that honestly I think this is a very well constructed movie it's just not a good movie for me I am the wrong audience you know no no, I get you yeah when I wrote this next thing down it was specifically because I didn't I I thought they were in the states because I'm americentric but uh the creepy guy like uh he mimicked Gemma first, like uh, he picked up her accent and I wanted to play with that later, but it, I found out the movie takes place in the UK, so that's almost useless, but I'll, I'll, I'm still going to use it. Oh, it's in the UK. Yeah. You didn't notice that with the paint on the- Or, or the license the, plates. The, the lines on the road. The license plates. The license plates, the driver's seat on the wrong side. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they both have American accents though. No, Imogen's got- 
She's got a British accent. Oh, Imogen's got? Oh, yeah, yeah, she does. Mm -hmm. No, she has a very British accent. Yeah. It's called proper. There's only two characters that don't have the the British. It's uh, Jesse Eisenberg and the little girl at the beginning of the movie who finds the dead bird. I thought she was supposed to be British, but she just couldn't pull it off as much. Yeah, she was like, she was like six. (laughs) I'm really bad at guessing ages, but she looked like six equivalent. So it makes sense. She might not have figured out accents. Um, the music was really creepy, and it it, it accentuated like the bad vibes oh, yeah, throughout no, the movie. Good. Uh, you and I actually wrote it at the exact same time, just like creepy sounds. Ah! <laughs> type, type, type. And flowing into that, this movie really mastered the uncanny valley. Like I said, it's a feature, not a bug. There's a podcast that I've been trying to get Ed to listen to. Uh, it's called the Magnus Archives. And I kid you not, like, this is like the perfect mixture of like three separate episodes that I can think of off the top of my head. So I don't know. It, it, I, you're publicly calling it out to listen yes, to this podcast. Yes, I am. Unless you take it out. It's up to you now. I'm in a podcast. I can't listen to podcasts. You're literally listening to the audiobook of Dune. That's different. What is an audiobook? If not, it's a book, not people talking. If not a podcast, it persevering. Is... <laughs> I had to take away. I had to super read... scripted hey, podcast. At least I'm taking the first step. True. I'm actually listening to something now for the first time ever in my life. You never heard music before? Okay, my last like was I guess it kind of stems off the relationship thing it does highlight how you need to have those important conversations with your partner are you team kill baby or team raise baby what do you do when your partner gets bit in a zombie apocalypse uh or the conversation Hector and I had the other day after watching uh a movie uh how do you know you're really talking to your partner's ghost you need to have these conversations in advance before the spooky shit happens. We watched, we rewatched Shang Chi for my dad's birthday, and I don't want to oh, spoil anything Shang-Chi. else. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like this Valentine's Day, pull your partner aside and say, "I just got bit by a zombie. What are you doing?" It's cutting your head off. Exactly. Correct answer. Crying or, all the way. or depending on how quickly the zombie bit, you cut off that extremity. What if you get bit on the face though? Then you're fucked. Yeah, then 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 I I knew someone who got bit by something. I I knew someone who got bit by something poisonous. Uh Uh-huh. So what they did, what the couple did is the guy had an axe at the ready and he just literally cut off the other who? I can't remember. This was years ago. Okay. But like I know it was either someone I knew or someone who knew who I knew. A friend of a friend. I think it was like the grandparents of a friend or something. Oh, okay. It was a legitly, and it was like, oh, wow. How yeah. do you live with your, like, um, you have to be grateful for them for saving your life. But at the same time, like you're losing, you're missing a limb. Like, honey, can you give me what, a hand? You already took my other one. What stung <laughs> them? What, what bitter? I think it was a snake. What I don't know if it was a guy or girl. Snake? I don't remember, but it was like a boy. The guy knew his shit. I know for okay, a fact he knew okay. his shit. But like. Yeah, some some snakes that are poisonous don't really kill you that fast. The poisons. It like, was more like stopping it from spreading to the body. I can't remember. Yeah, I know, but like yeah. you can just get in there and suck the most of it out. And that doesn't really work as well. Anyway, I'm not going to talk work. about this. It, I mean, I. I anyway, let's not talk about this. <laughs> okay. Dislikes. Uh, maybe a nitpick. Now that I'm a germaphobe. Now that we're in a pandemic. But he didn't use hand sanitizer after he touched the baby bird, the dead bird, and then he immediately touched Gemma's jacket, like immediately. Uh uh-uh. uh that's yucky. It's just a bird. Yeah, but like it's a dead bird. It's been on the ground and covered. He buried it. He washed his hands with the dirt. <laughs> it's messing with you. That's not how that works. I thought it was weird that he kept throwing his cigarettes in the same hole that he already had because like... Maybe he's trying to make them bigger. Well, why why wouldn't he just like get rid of his entire lawn? If it was me, I'd want to just like fuck the rest of my lawn and fuck all the, the regular house's lawn, like the normal lawns. Why do you care if you don't live in your house, if you don't care about the house you live in though? Hmm. I get what you're saying, but like generally they don't care. They want to get out of there, so why not fuck it up? Yeah sense of control i guess i don't know I, well yeah they, they like trashed the house that they were staying at i'd just like tra- fuck up the whole block maybe um my i mean if you want to go deep analysis pseudo like deep analysis 
it's about how we keep going into this cycle of like we say we want these things when we really get to them we just destroy them because it doesn't matter that was me just bullshitting obviously (laughs) armchair psychologizing in a similar vein to when i was saying creepy music as cool as the creepy music is this apart this film is not apartment friendly in its sound design oh god yeah it would go like loud or quiet much like tenet we had to keep it down a lot because of how noisy it would get so we had like it felt like we were listening to it muted quite a bit of the movie we have our neighbors have uh smaller children and and we don't want to it was yeah yeah and as i said earlier I didn't like this movie, not because it's a bad movie, but it's a bad movie for me. I guess a better way to put it, it's a, I'm a bad audience for it. I'm the kind of person that wants to watch movies as an escape from reality. Like, I didn't want to watch Promising Young Woman for that exact reason. Like, why do I want to watch a movie that just exacerbates the problems I'm trying to run away from? I'm, I'm good with my Austin Powers, thanks. And yeah, this is a bad quarantine movie. It just, it's all about making you feel lonely <laughs> and sad. And I did have like a little bit of a depressive episode after we finished this movie. Yay. Ed, don't feel bad. You're fine. No, you're, you're totally fine. He has his hands in his <laughs> face like, oh no. Uh, <laughs> what have I done? It, it's fun. It's so easy to do. No, it's not. It's not hard. It is uh, not hard. <laughs> someone who's married to her, I have done it by accident, like that. And you've done it on purpose. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, well, careful. They don't know what they're gonna think. Fixes, and I don't think you're gonna like my fixes. And I'm sorry. Let's go. I'll just do this. Okay. Um, first thing I wrote, kind of not related to anything else. Uh, if you really want to freak out the audience, make the house not flammable in the first place. Like, whoever designed it, they knew what was coming. Like, Tom goes with the, what, whatever, what did he light? He, he, he lit the piece of cardboard from yeah, the box. Yeah, he takes the cardboard, he holds it to the curtain, nothing happens. Nothing. You know it can do that? You know it can support it? Hmm. The guy himself said the house just kind of sprung up based off, like, whatever they other creatures were like doing like they can just kind of create them like a blight mm-hmm. on the land yeah subtle as a brick but uh but yeah, yeah he just like holds it up nothing happens he goes he touches the curtains and you know like you know like oh ha like, ah. he just holds on to it astonished nothing happens now on for the thing i know it's not gonna like in the real estate office there's eight houses i would instead of having them be all the same color all the same style i would just add pointless meaningless variations there's four colors there's four different styles all of them are two stories but it's like do you want the pink one or do you want the green one where the choice really doesn't Doesn't matter matter. and Gemma can even mention like oh i think this looks like a dollhouse i had as a kid because it was modeled after a dollhouse from the trash I'm, I'm subtle i would also make it so that the neighborhood isn't empty i'd go with hector's route we kind of thought about the same thing but we, i mentioned like I, I this one i was one i felt like she and i were going to be similar so i'm like okay are you gonna have neighbors in yours and she said yes and i'm like can i still have neighbors in mine and she's um because we did it we did it in different ways yeah i think yeah, once we got just a little bit we again we like to not know what we're doing yeah, but yeah. with this one it's like I felt we were gonna be somewhere, but yeah, I we might not. I be. I like the no neighbors just because of the, I don't know. At least my experience in suburbia, neighbors don't really talk too much to each other. Yeah. It's kind, of, at least for millennials, we're very isolationists. Puerto Rico is not the same. <laughs> no, it is not. Yeah. Yeah, very different. Basically, my take on the neighbors is whatever you believe that the boy and Martin are, they are the same they're extra dimensional they're aliens whatever they're the same things so for example their first morning instead of like the two of, like they're about to go running off and then they get a knock on the door when the day before they didn't see anybody and they open the door and they see a man with his son both of them look similar to martin but like not too much 
and they're like, whoa, there's actual people here. We didn't see you at all yesterday. And these two people are just really uncomfy. Like, not like they're creeped out or anything, but like they have a creepy painted on smile. They're not moving like people do. They're holding like some kind of gifts, like maybe they're holding the box of supplies. Like, oh, we found this on the post, on the on your doorstep for you. Here you go. We are normal neighbors. <laughs> And you can even like, obviously they have British accents. I don't want to throw that on just for funsies. But like the first time Tom talks to them, they both turn and stare at him uncomfortably. Oh, because they've only known British accents. Because they've only ever experienced British accents. Gemma asks if they're neighbors and they're like, oh yes, we are neighbors. And uh, she's like, oh, is there anyone else? Uh, Sir, Mr. Jones, again, I'm subtle. Uh, can you explain that one to me uh have you ever heard the phrase keeping up with the joneses okay thank you uh i know a guy named jones that's all confused okay yeah so i'm like yeah keeping up with the joneses like keeping up appearances yeah yeah yeah. so she's like oh mr jones do you have a wife he's yes i have a wife and if you're kind of picking up what i'm putting down it's every time they mention something that's not in this strange neighborhood it starts to come up she mentions a wife, they have a wife. Uh, Tom has a different accent. Maybe the wife picks up a different accent. Maybe they mention like, is there, is there a park? Is there a place? Is there dogs? Dogs and parks start picking up. And I, I kind of want the movie to play out similarly. So when they start getting agitated and they're dealing with these neighbors, my workaround for that. Quick question. Yes. Is this a first gen alien? My implication is that it's almost like they're between phases right now where they've got like the basics, but now they're like. Figured because like they would already know what dogs are from when they're going out and about. Yes, but like now they're getting to the part where they can really replicate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. I'm like I felt like that was a potential plot hole. Yeah. So thanks for. Yeah, no, thank you for reminding me that. Whenever Gemma and Tom start getting frustrated and they start like wanting to take it out on the Joneses. They just, okay, it is time for us to go now. Or, okay, I have to use the restroom. Mind you, they've never used the restroom for the first whatever amount of time they've ever met. And as soon as they're out of line of sight for Gemma and Tom, they're gone. Even if it's in Gemma and Tom's house? Even if it's in their house. Like, they go into the the goddamn broom closet. They open the door. Just brooms. Where's the people? Hmm. And when they have little mini Martin, he starts to be able to do the same thing too. Tom tries to lock him in the car. He turns around. There's, there's little mini Martin opening the door, screaming. Eh, that one feels weird since that's not their own object, of the object of that world. Well, the implication, the, the vibe that I'm going for is like, well, I guess, yeah, you could keep it. Okay, yeah, I'll keep that. But like they try and lock him in the broom closet and he finds a way out. Oh, okay, okay. So whatever abilities they seem to have, he seems to have. Okay. Yeah. Did I touch on everything? I think you did. Yeah, I think so. It's the same ending? Yeah, yeah, pretty much the same. Like I said, I just wanted to have like one set of neighbors. Just. <laughs> I like how we're all a little iffy on at least one part of the ending, but we all just keep it just because it's like, how else you fucking end this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the vibe I'm going for is like, they're, they've survived long enough. Now they're trying to figure out thriving and maybe expanding outside of their bubble. No, that's smart. I actually really dig that. Yeah, I, I, I had a thought of, instead of keeping the original ending, just have them, like I said, just sit down on the dinner table and ask each other what's next kind of thing. And the movie ending right there. But I think the ending does add a lot to the movie if you keep the cuckoo scene in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Good with what we talked about, like dislike changes. All right. Well, I'll start with it. I I like this movie. Probably a B minus. I liked where it was going, but like, shouldn't I like my version a lot more? <laughs> I like your version a lot more. I like your version a lot more. Uh, C minus D plus. I didn't have a fun time. I just didn't have a fun time with this one, and it just kind of drained me a little bit. And I don't want to say it like it's not like it's bad. There's some stuff again I'd fix, but I like the general idea it's going with. Is it is it again just kind of like 
it just feels like it doesn't it's touch like upon my... the themes as much like okay. or it doesn't like it has good ideas but it doesn't know how to like and I'm guilty of doing this in my own writing I'm not trying to shit on the guy so if you ever listen to this like it was a fun move it was fun I just didn't I just I wasn't the right person for this and I just did some stuff I personally like to hammer out a bit more <laughs> but like I think it was fine Okay, I'm trying out Ed's method. Wait, wait, sorry, oh, let me finish sorry, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me fix this now. Personal enjoyment, C minus, D plus. I'll give it like a solid C plus, B minus, just on critique. I've seen a lot of movies that are technically better that have not fit, that have not even gotten close to the themes they're going with or even gone against it. So this is fine. Uh, it's C, C plus, B minus. Critically, personally, C minus, D plus. Yeah. I'm going to do Ed's method as well. Uh, like critically it's like a bb somewhere around b personally it's d minus it's just like a mishmash i don't vibe with yeah, mine my critic uh and audience ratings are about the same b minus okay. so i enjoyed it at least whoopsie so wait hold on <laughs> So I said this is like not a great quarantine movie. What is a good quarantine, uh, like a movie where it's like isolative, but like maybe kind of hopeful? Like for example, and you can't use this one now because I'm about to say it, Chronicles of Narnia. That's a good quarantine movie. I have a weird one, but it's kind of also a big spoiler for the end of the movie, but most of our audience I don't think is going to care. Okay. Lego movie? Yes. Because the whole movie takes place technically in one room. Yep. That doesn't, I, don't like, between- I don't like those. I, they don't count. Because there's a lot of room to explore. But that's kind of the. But it's like a hopeful movie. I don't know. All right, and what's like your house arrest movie I can think of right now? Is like Disturbia. I haven't seen that one. Oh, Disturbia. That's the Shia LaBeouf one. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought I got that completely mixed up with another one. Yeah, that's hmm. the only isolationist one I can think of right now. Oh, you're fine. Anything you guys have seen lately or anything you want to talk about like recommend? i'm re-watching all the james bond movies in preparation no nice <laughs> for no time for to die mm-hmm. which if anyone listened to last week's episode with our last times episode i did mention like i haven't seen no time to die yet i i haven't seen no time to die i didn't mean to say no time to die i think i meant to say one of the older bond films we haven't seen a lot of bond movies. yeah i haven't even seen one to complain there's, there's, a, watched- there's a lot of bond movies with something die in it i think that's what i was thinking of but i mixed yeah. it up with the newest one because i just saw trailer like the day before dying twice or something. yeah something like that yeah. anyway just want to correct that before people give me shit like that movie's not you're out yet unless you're in one the of UK. the pierce brosnan movies probably i don't know anyway one thing i i sorry we mentioned no time to die and i just remembered this i mentioned before i do have a little bit of background in graphic design now i can say that um, I was really excited by the, <laughs> by the typography, like the, the letters on the movie poster for No Time to Die, because it's such a callback to like the OG Bond movies, like the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like such a dork. No, you're fine. No, it's so, good. It's good. It's, okay. good. it's good. So you'd recommend rewatching all the Bond films, Ed? I mean, I've, I've only rewatched Casino Royale so far. But, okay. I would recommend watching the I've, Austin Powers trilogy. I've already okay. seen Skyfall several times, and I have no interest in watching Spectre again because I was. <laughs> but I don't remember Quantum of Solace, so I'm probably gonna watch that one. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. What do you recommend to Austin Powers? Okay. Have either of you seen any Austin Powers movies? No. I will never. Damn! I was just about to suggest. What if we all got like Ed? What if you came over? Because that's good shit. Hey, didn't you guys want me to watch Nacho Libre? Yes! I I also recommend Nacho Libre. That's a good one. My thing, I guess, is holy shit, Star Wars Visions was fun. Oh, that was fun. That was like a breath of fresh air. Holy crap. Oh, there's also the the Marvel What If shows. Marvel What If has been really good, too. I guess their their animation show has been fun. Star Wars Visions. The first one? The one by the Samurai Champloo studio. That's it. That's which, all. Which which one was that one? The Bunny Night one. Jedi? Bunny. The oh, Bunny Lapinocho? Oh, you like Lapinocho a lot? I liked Lapinocho yeah, yeah, too. One. 
I, because the it last ended one? in not a good way. Okay. Oh, that's not the Lop and Ocho. That's not the bunny one. That's the vision one. Anyway. Yeah. No, no. That is the Lop, Lop and Ocho. Yeah. Lop no. and Ocho is the bunny one. Yes, the bunny one. Yes, that there's one. another it one. Not, oh, the last, yeah, the other last one. But yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Lapa Ocho also didn't end like happy on all neat. Yeah, like all the other ones. No, it, it felt like it felt like it could almost be its own thing. It was kind of fun that way. Yeah, my favorite also, has probably been the Village Bride. That was good. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. You get some. Re- I kind of hope the Ninth Jedi becomes a full-on show because that was. It could time. actually fit into canon. They have made it so that it can fit into any point in the timeline for canon, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um. Also, um, my brother messaged me. He's like, "Have you seen uh, Squid Game yet?" I and haven't I said, seen Squid Game. I said, "I have no idea what that is," and he responded with, "Jesus Christ!" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> you don't wait. No, Ed. It's like the most popular show on Netflix in the last two years. Yeah, I know. Now I know. Yeah. I have I'm gonna no idea what it was. Soon. Hector's gonna make me watch it. You don't have to watch if you don't want to. Yeah. Well, the way it works is here's how it works. Here's how it works, audience. I will start sometimes. Sometimes, and we'll both do this with each other. So, but this is generally I'm the more. I just tend to watch a little more. Like I have shit. a lot more decision fatigue. So Hector will say, "Let's watch a thing," and I'll say, "Okay," and then he'll say, "Okay, it is your turn to watch to pick a thing for us to watch," and I will say, "I don't know, whatever you want." <laughs> so or sometimes i'll be like i'm gonna watch this show do you want to watch and she's like no nah, i'm good and then i'll start watching it and then she'll just like sit next to me and just start watching it well <laughs> what will happen is the tv is right behind me in an inconvenient place and i'll be playing computer games minding my own business and then it interrupts my work in sims or whatever <laughs> and i have to watch it at that point also 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 um Guys, it's been a year. Yeah, it'll like, be like by the time if if the next yeah will be five to if this releases the day I plan to release it, which is on the fifteenth. Let's hope. Then we our first episode is released on the twentieth. Yep. So if we release it on you know, happy birthday us. Happy, happy birthday to this podcast. Thank you, everyone. It's been a really fun time. We've had almost uh four hundred or a little over four hundred plays uh as of recording. Yeah, so thank you, everyone. Well, that was Vivarium. Vivarium. Vivrum. Vivrum. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.